Father, we thank you for your word today, God. We thank you for every soul in this house, God. Every, every vessel, God. Every treasure, Father God, that you put inside of us. Father God, Father, we ask you to continue to renew our minds, renew our steps, lead us into all righteousness, Father God. Let us renew our minds, Father God, that we know who we are and our identity in you, Father God. Even today when most of the, 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 the nation and the, the church and, or organized religion, Father God, is, all has the same typical message, God. Today we just want to know, go beyond that, God. Beyond what is obvious, God. Beyond evangelizing the church every Sunday, but go into the depths of who we are in you, what we have inside of us, who we are, where we're going, and the treasure that you put in earthly vessels, Father God, that we are not just created just to live live in this world and die and go to heaven, but we're, we're created to live in you and have our being even right here, right now, as we speak, Father God, we can partake of, of the cross and your sufferings daily, Father God, as we go into deeper things, as, a, as you manifest your Son in us and the body, Father God. We know that even in Corinthians you talk about a body, but, it, but also then you talk about a temple, and you said that we are the temple of the Holy Spirit, that you have sanctified, you are greater than the temple, because you sanctified the temple. That means we, we worship the Creator, not the creation, Father God, when all the world's starting to worship even what is created just like Israel and just like man and worshiping of one another and ministry and all the different things, Father God, we are made to worship you in spirit and in truth, Father God. This is the day of salvation. This is what you decreed for us to live in and to do, Father God, to get lost in you, to walk in the freedom that you've given us. And, and, and give us and love you, God, with all of our heart, all of our mind, all that is within us. And even when it's tough to do that, Father God, you give us grace and mercy in another day, Father God, to know more of you. In Jesus' name, amen. Today's message is called New Creation. I was getting this message like in Philip, Philippines, and I found out that the Philippines isn't, the book of Philipp Philippians got kind of embarrassed because I didn't think it was and I had to ask him. They're like, no. And I'm like, oh, I didn't think so, but I thought it would make sense. You know, Philippians, Philippines, you know, it's like, it would have been, I had a great message I was going to bring how Paul went to them and now we're right up and it's like, okay, that wasn't God. That was a good idea. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> and they spell it the same way. No, no, that wasn't us. Okay, I wonder where that was though. We need some. We'll have the theologians find that out for me later. Text me with that. Second Corinthians three seventeen through eighteen. Now the Lord is that Spirit. That Spirit. What Spirit? That Spirit. And where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. But we all, with an open face, beholding as a glass the glory of the Lord are changed into the same image from glory to glory, even as by the Spirit of the Lord. Even by the Spirit of the Lord we're changed into the same image of Him from glory to glory. And we know that if we die, we'll be changed very fast into the image of God. But God is in 
God wants to know why He came, when He came, and died on the cross, that we can also live as Christ lived and be joint heirs with Christ and live and have our being in Christ and move in the power of God and the same thing that He did. Not talking about manifestations of false things. I'm talking manifestation of the character and the power of God unto salvation. The Bible says that the power of, we are sons and daughters, that we have the power to become sons and daughters. Means if we do not know the knowledge and know our identity, we'll never be able to grasp what God has planned for us to walk on the earth as a manifest son and daughter of the Most High God. And that is when the world will take note. How many know that? When, wherever Jesus went, people paid attention. I can go. Oh, I just went to a few cities, one in Orlando. I went and put, no one paid attention to me. Well, they paid attention to this. So I'm like, what's that? But I want them to see the glory, to see holiness, to see the truth. When you walk into a gas station, people want to know what's going on. And the power of the Holy Spirit grips their hearts and they feel convicted just want to know, and then the Holy Spirit draws them to the body of Christ. And that's what God's plan is for us to do, and that's what He's doing. Where He's not called us to, to sit in a building every week and, you know, and then go punch the time clock and go home and be like a normal uh, Babylonian child or a child of the world. That's what religion does. God wants us to partake of his divine nature. And if you and if we go to if you read John chapter 17, Jesus explains about this transformation and that the glory that he was given from the Father that we might partake of that glory and that in that he gets glorified. When God sees that we have been changed and we're being changed, that brings glory to God. Because when people see us, they'll see Him. And when people see Him, what do, you, do you not know that Jesus was fully God and fully man and He came in the flesh? And He said, having, he, we know that He's, when He's the Father, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit are one, but they're separate entities in the way their identity is. So when He's saying, when He said, you've been with me all this time and you, you don't know, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. Now, if we go around saying that in certain denominations and, and religious groups, they call us blasphemy and they're doing the same thing the Pharisees. But God died for us to recreate His, His identity through His Son on the earth. And that's what we're called to do. And the Scriptures identify that. We can just be saved by a prayer or we can actually begin to become one in Christ. And that's why he said all the things that Paul said. Jesus said, I can't tell you all these things now because I'm going to have Paul do it. <laughs> he didn't say that, but he said, I can't tell you all those things now because you can't understand them because you don't yet have the comforter of the Holy Spirit. So I'm going to tell you the things that I need to tell you right now so when the Holy Spirit comes, it's going to bear witness with what Paul says and you say and others say, and then it's going to bring understanding. And now we also have the understanding. Paul didn't walk with Jesus in the flesh one day, but he walked with Him in the Spirit. And the same Spirit that was in Paul is in us. So we want to worship men because God chose men, but man is just man. It's God that sanctifies the altar. 
Now we are the altar of God plus the church of God, that we are the body of Christ and we're fitly joined together with every part needing one another. So we're co-heirs, joiners with Christ. And as we are that, Christ is the head, we're the body. So every joint supplies everything. God talks about that. And then he talks about us, a house, not a house made by the hands of man, but made by the hands of God which is, God said in Jeremiah that I knew you before you were formed in your mother. I knit you together. So everyone that, and that's why the devil wants to try to kill as many babies because he is after the seed. He, he's after the next prophet, apostle, evangelist, pastor, teacher, brother, sister, whoever wants to obey the word of God. He's doing what he's been doing since the beginning, since the creation, since Herod, since all the way back to, um, what's his name? Pharaoh. Pharaoh, killing the babies and Moses because the deliverer. He knows the word too. He knows what's about to happen. And that's why he's perverting everything that he can. But God wants his church to be separate. And if you go into Corinthians chapter 6, it even talks to you more about the separation between the world and the sanctified vessels. But now we have the world being just like, the church being just like the world, but there's then, and then people want to go, and that's how religion is, but we're supposed to be different. We're supposed to look different, act different than the world. And that's all the, the churches of the world now are acting like a business. But God doesn't want it to be a business that gives out free food and free stuff. He wants it to be alive, to be full of truth, to be um, permeated with the presence of God and the glory of God as we walk and talk. And that's His plan. And we know that. We're going to keep hearing that. So, every, so now, probably today, because of uh, a man-made, well, a pagan day, and then man taking a time of that and always putting it together. Well, we'll just end this, but it's usually the devil that puts a counterfeit thing right around the God thing to make it to make a mixture and compromise. And that's what he does. So let's go to 2 Corinthians chapter 4, 6 through 8. And it says, For God who commanded light to shine out of darkness has shined in our hearts to give light to the knowledge the knowledge, the knowing, the deep things, and the mysteries of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. In the face of Jesus Christ. But we have, everybody said, I have. I have. And this treasure in earthly vessels. Go ahead, this treasure. And that's in you. That is the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. So it's not our power, but it's His power in us. We are troubled on every side, yet not distressed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. Troubled on every side. Does it, he doesn't promise us everything's going to be easy and nice, especially the closer we get to Him coming back. It's going to be, but the glory will be with us. We are promised the glory. We're not promised easy days. We're not promised to not to have, be persecuted. We're not promised to be rich. We're not promised to do any of these, but we're promised the glory of God. And in Christ is all that we need. So 2 Corinthians 4, 9-18 goes on to say, Persecuted but not forsaken, cast down but not destroyed, 
always bearing about the body of the dying of Jesus. Always bearing the body of the dying of Jesus. Always bearing the body of the dying. Remember Paul also said we are, if, we are, if we are dead with Christ, we are crucified with Him, it's no longer us that live, but Christ that live. And you're like, you look in the mirror and goes, this is me living. But he said, he's going to say later why we don't look, we have to look past what we see in the natural. Watch. And he said about the body, the dying of the Lord Jesus, that the life also of Jesus might be made manifest in our body. The life of Jesus also being manifested. Manifest, we know what that means. If God manifests a healing, it means he said be healed and then all of a sudden they were healed. The manifest means a showing, a, an appearance, a, a coming up, a, a, a revealing it says right here, to be manifest in our body, in our body, for which we live are always delivered unto death for Jesus' sake, that we, the life also of Jesus might be made manifest in our mortal flesh. See, our mortal will turn into immortality that we never die. We get the new body. So he's saying, but that is being manifested in our flesh. So then death worketh in us, but life in you. We having the same spirit of faith, according as is written, I believe and therefore I have spoken, we also believe and therefore speak, knowing that which raised up the Lord Jesus shall raise up us also by Jesus and shall present us with you. For all things are for your sakes, the abundant grace might through the thanksgiving of many redound of the glory of God. Redound is another word for manifestation, to be, um, to be um, put on display. You guys can look it up. Redound the glory of God. For which cause we faint not, but through our outward man, Paris said, we're all getting old. I didn't have gray hair 10 years ago. But our inward man is being renewed day by day. So we got to feed the inward man. We have to make that stronger. Even as our, our outward man is dying, you know, and a lot of people get mad because then they want to take scripture and they want to say, well, he said he'll renew my youth like the eagles. And the older people start getting mad because they get old. But God is saying that this body dies, but the other one, the more this dies, and you can die right now. Jesus was, was died, died to his flesh, and the more glory was being revealed in his life. So the more you put your flesh under submission to the power of the cross, the more God is being, can be seen and be revealed into this, in, in this realm right here. And on this earth, in earth right now. So the abundant grace too that be redound by the glory of God for which we faint not, but through our outward man perish, yet our inward man is renewed day by day. Renewed day by day. So that treasure, that glory inside of us is there. We can't see it. Sometimes we don't even feel it. Sometimes we don't even feel God. 
But that's why we walk by faith and not by sight. But if we start to believe what we have and we see what we have, even when we don't see it in the mirror or we don't see it on our brothers and sisters, because it also says don't judge no man by the flesh. So, but we start to believe it and know it and start meditating on that, God will start to, to see it. And that's when he said we don't walk by sight but by faith. So watch this. For our light, and then because it, it's talking about some people getting things, it's like, well, now I, I, I'm a Christian. God's gonna, not, I'm not going to go through anything. No, you're going to go through more things in certain times. Right now, many people aren't because it's a good time. But a good time, but it wasn't a good time years and years ago for Christians. There's been things come full circle, and now we're in a good time, but right after the best time comes the worst time because times change. And persecution comes and, every, and nothing new on the sun. So what we're about to get into is another major persecution of Christianity and real Christians. Like in China, there's two churches. One is ordained by the government and one is underground. One you have to have secret codes to go talk to because they're not going to do what they're told to do. We have that in America, but both are like above ground. But eventually the real ones will be exposed. We'll, we'll, we'll have to hide and, and the other ones will be like taking the mark of the beast because they, they don't really know God they know about Him they're not in Christ they're just in church in a building see there's a difference between knowing all about what something did for us or somebody did for us and partaking with His suffering and His crucifixion as we have to believe that we're doing and that's why today we're going to take communion today. And we're going to worship some more. Because I'm not going to even be preaching that long. Because we're going to spend some more time in His presence. So, be renewed in glory that we faint not. Because the outward man perish, but the inward for a moment the worketh for, but for a moment worketh for us far more exceeding eternal weight of glory. Why we look not at the things which are seen... Because that's our problem. We keep looking at our mistakes. We keep looking at, oh man, I blew it again. We keep looking at, oh man, I got angry again. Oh, I, you, we keep focusing on our flesh. Now, I'm not telling you to ignore your flesh and do whatever like a lot of people do and turn God's grace into lasciviousness or take the grace of God in vain, but do not focus on that's who you are. Do not focus on that because... That's not who we are anymore. We are a new creation. The Bible says. So, what if we focus on Him, we're automatically being changed in it. The book in the, in the Old Testament, and then there, I think it was Laman, and he had, and they were like, "I'm going to give you this cow." And so God gave him wisdom. So he carved on the fences spots on the fence. And the cattle kept seeing the spots, and actually they got spotted calves. He said, whatever calves are spotted. I believe that was a revelation of what we focus on. Remember he says, you're, you're, uh, it's like in a mirror, and, and see face to face, so we got to keep our eyes on Jesus. Not on our flesh, not on the world, not on fear, not on what's to come, but on Christ. And make no provisions for the flesh, it means don't make room for the flesh too. And as we do that, we're being changed. And what is Christ? He's the Word. He said, In the beginning was the Word, the Word was flesh, and the Word 
came and dwelt among us and the world knew him. He was the light of the world and all men. And so he says, I am the light of the world. So the more we keep our eyes on the light, we become more light. And he is also spirit. So we focus on the spirit, not on the natural. So that's one way people say, well, how do you get And then the power, it's the, you can't see God's power. You can see the manifestation of it, but God is spirit. So you can see God touch somebody or a demon come out, but that's, that's something, that's the after effect. You can't even really see like power and electricity unless it touches something or water because it's not seen even in the, in the world how God puts things. And it's funny how, we get power out of, I, well, I've learned this just recently, and so that's cool because the river's always moving. You know that they get power over windmills and they move water so much that power manifests from it? So as God moves in His Spirit more, the more power can get generated from the moving of the Spirit because God is the, that Spirit. So the power of God, we can't see it, but we see the fruit of it. Um, you can look at me before I was saved and after I say, says, wow, that's the power of God. But you didn't see the power. I felt you can feel the power if you're that person. But people in the world can't really see the power, but they can see the glory of it, the manifestation of it. So when God takes someone that's on drugs, bound, and then he changes them, that's also a, a, a glimpse of his glory. Because setting someone free takes the power of God. So on the cross, Jesus took back all the power that Satan had stolen in the garden. Then we have it now. We're partakers of what he did. But until we see it, I mean, we're not going to see it on these eyes, but until we start seeing it in the Spirit, and we'll be walking in it. And we'll see the, the manifestations more. Then we'll pray more. Then we'll believe more then we'll see more in the natural, but we're not really seeing the power. We're seeing the fruit of the power. Like, the glory comes, and we, we have meetings all the time, and, well, we see the, we don't really see the glory, but we see the, that the glory is there because the demons manifest and freak out because they hate the presence and the glory of God. So we know the glory is there strong when more demons start and then we start losing ourselves in our flesh and we start moving totally in the Spirit. We hear God clearly pray for this, speak this, do this. And then all of a sudden, He goes away, we're back in the flesh. But that's the same power that's going to raise Christ from the dead that's inside of that. That's coming through us. Now, God wants us to be able to be stewards of this and carry it the right way. You know when... They carried the glory in the box. Now we're like the box. God's presence is supposed to be inside us. And if they carried it the wrong way, they died. It was something about carrying His presence without doing it. And then people that have more... You remember, and then the guy if carried it wrong, they would die. It was a serious thing. He's talking about carrying His glory. Jesus didn't carry it the wrong way. A lot of ministers today die because they're carrying it the wrong way or they're preaching it in the wrong way. I don't know for a fact any statistics. I'm just saying God doesn't play around with the glory. So, for our light affliction, which is but for a moment, but you see it's really the heart. If you have an evil heart, 
you'll eventually have evil fruit. So it's not about being perfect. It's about your heart being perfect to Him. Not wanting anything for you, but for Him. Not wanting to see, uh, wanting to see God changing people and your desire for that, and He loves that. And that's what the glory does. And then when people get around the glory, then they're around God because He is the glory. That's what it is. And that's why it's gold. He, the, glory, the gold represented the glory in the temple. And it's the most precious. And it says, In a house are vessels of gold, silver, and prepared for the master. And then there's vessels of haywood prepared for burning. Gold wood won't really burn. I mean, I guess there's a, probably a temperature that can dismantle anything, but the more fire purifies it. So all it does is get more. When God is fire and it gets around vessels, do they burn up to nothing or are they purified even more? Because one is of the house and one is not. Is of the house of man. One is of the house of God. While we look not at the things which are seen, but the things which are not seen, for the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal. Wow, the things that are not seen are eternal. That's what we need to focus on, the things that are not seen. But you need to see them in the Spirit because it's written. And we live, we walk by faith and not by sight, but we don't see them in the natural. So Let's go to 2 Corinthians 5, 1 through 7. For we know that our earthly house of this tabernacle was dissolved by the having, building, the building of God. A house not made by the hands of man, eternal in the heavens. For we groan earnestly, desiring to be clothed, which our house, which is from heaven. And that's the problem with religion. They make the house of God the thing made by the hands of man, and that's the problem. Because they try to make that building so beautiful, like God stays in there. When they leave, He stays, and they need to come back to a building to say hi to God. And when they leave, but now He's in us. So wherever we go, He's with us. So the religion always tries to, because of what they only know, they think God is, is, is a place because of the Old Testament. But in the New Testament, He became the temple. So He said, you'll destroy this temple, and in three days I'll raise it up. Now, when the devil destroys you, He's going to raise you up. That's what He's saying. That's what you say to Him. Okay, you can kill me, uh, ISIS, whatever, but you know what? God's going to raise me up. It is written. So, whatever. And then we don't fear anything. Jesus stopped to fear His life. He gave His life. And He gave His life not only for a ransom for us, but He gave His life that... God can have His purpose and plan done and that, his, that He can make us all temples. So He sanctified all of us to be able to become the sons of God. So it says, House not made by the hands of man, for we groan earnestly desiring to be clothed upon with our house which is from heaven. But if so, be not being clothed, we shall not be found naked. And it said, so being clothed what? Being clothed with Christ. Being clothed with righteousness. There's so many scriptures say, put on Christ. So God's coming back for those that are in Christ. Not in church, not in the world, or not said a prayer, but are in Christ. So we need to, to labor to be walking in Christ. So, if, because you can't see that. 
God can see who's in Christ, but we can't. We only see the natural. So we need to be discerning by the Spirit of who's walking in Christ. And the Bible says, those that are led by, by walking in Him are the sons of God. So watch this. Clothed and upon the mor this mortality might be swallowed up of life. Now, He that has wrought us in the same thing is God who also has given us the earnest of the Spirit. Therefore, we are always confident, knowing that we are at home in the body. That's why it says, Kingdom of Heaven is within us. We're at home in the body. So what he's saying is, we are confident in this, the body, and we are absent from... We're home in the Bible. We're absent from the Lord. So what? Our body. But our spirit is one with Him. Because God is spirit. Right? So, when we're not walking in the flesh, we're really walking with God. So what He's saying is you can be in this body. How I many know we can walk in the flesh and you can see walking in the flesh? And Or you can walk in the spirit like Jesus and not be in the flesh. Although being in the flesh... To people see in the flesh, but you're not really in the flesh because you're not, you're not following after the flesh, but after the spirit. Because we know if we go to Galatians, of all about the flesh. So we're clothed in what Christ, and His righteousness and His holiness. But then our flesh must start to follow it. People try to meditate and take all those scriptures, but they don't do anything in their own will to move their flesh away from earthly and carnal things. That's why they struggle in, in, in the things that they're struggling with because they need to give over to the Spirit. 2 Corinthians 5, 8-16 to go on. So we are, comp we are confident, I say, and willing rather to be absent from the body and to be present with the Lord. There it is. Wherefore we labor that whether present or absent, we may be accepted of Him. For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ. See, this is saying there's something we need to do, but He gives us grace to do it. And Paul talks about too, when, and if we do make a say, we go boldly to the throne of grace because of what He did, then we get back in the Spirit. So that everyone should receive the things done in his body according to that which he has done, whether it be good or bad. Knowing therefore the terror of the Lord, we persuade men, but we are made manifest unto God. And I trust also are made manifest in your conscience, for we commend not ourselves again unto you, but give you an occasion to glory on our behalf, that you may have somewhat to answer them, which glory in appearance and not in heart. This is deep, and that's what people do. That's what God, God, that's taking the glory of God, like taking the glory, and, and, and people, and then it says nobody should take the glory of God, but we are to be glorified and produce His glory. So, we glorify God by not taking credit for anything, not taking credit for salvation, miracles, signs, and wonders, or boast on, our, on the things that He's given us. But in all humility, 
we point to Him. But we don't sit here and say, oh, it's nothing to do with me because He wants us, the world, to know that because of Him, we're being changed. Because of Him, we're able to do those things. So we thank God in private and give all the glory to Him in our heart, and then our flesh stays humble unto Him. But people, He says, also in other scriptures, He says, don't think to be more highly ought than you ought to, because we're all nothing without Him. Whether, and then he says, whether Jew nor Greek, nor male nor female, we're all one in Christ. So there's no nationalities, there's no Jew, there's no Israel. In the Spirit, we're all supposed to be walking in the Spirit. There's no, and so you take, so the problem is, the church today is looking all at the natural. Natural Israel, natural people, natural flesh, natural, the laws, natural. If we just keep our eye on the Spirit, we'll be able to produce the glory of God like never before. So he says, Labor, whether being present or absent, being accepted of Him, for we must all appear... Okay, I read it. And for we command not ourselves again unto you, I give an occasion of glory on my behalf, and answer that which glory in appearance and not in heart. For whether we be besides ourselves, it is to God. Or whether we be sober, it is for your cause. For the love of Christ constrains us because we thus judge <clears throat> that if one died for all, then we're all dead. And, <clears throat> and that he died for all, that they which live shall not henceforth live unto themselves, but unto him which died for them and rose again. Where, the, wherefore, henceforth know we no man after the flesh. That's what I was talking about earlier. See, that's our problem. We, come <clears throat> get me some water, please. Um, no man after the flesh, because we're around each other all the time. So, we see in our natural too much, and all of a sudden we forget Who's who in the body of Christ? Who's got what gift? Who can help me? Who knows how to pray? Who knows how to walk? Who to call? Who, 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 who connecting with the body that we can uh, really, thanks a lot, we can really move and breathe in Him as a corporate body because we are always looking at this. So, just like in our own mirror, we keep looking at our arms, like I said earlier, but we need to look at the spirit of a man. We need to look at the inward of a man. We need to see the identity of Christ in somebody. And that's when we begin to keep our eyes on that. It keeps the unity of the spirit. That's why it says when one rejoice, we all rejoice. When one is because we're walking in, in the spirit in Christ. So if we're together in a place which could be the basement of somebody's house, it doesn't and there's no signs. We just do that because we're, we have this, this mindset of the Constantine thing. And we do some things because the, the world makes you do them. To You have to do certain things. But that's not really what the Bible says. The Bible says that we are, we are one in the Spirit. And when we're one in the Spirit, then there's power in the Spirit. And it's, the Bible says, do not forsake these assembling together and as such things because we need each other in the Spirit. We don't need, and we were talking this morning about this. That's why 
religion wants false unity, but everybody's in the flesh. You can't unify flesh together. You can't unify nations together. All nations are different. You can't unify anything in the flesh together. You can't unify denominations together because they're not in the spirit. Denominations were never birthed out of the spirit. They were birthed out of the flesh. They were birthed out of some man's knowledge or some theologian's um, precept of how he saw the word and, and got in an argument with someone else and broke off and, and we're going to be called this because they, they believe this and the Pharisees and the Sadducees did the same thing. That's why they all were Jews but the Pharisees believed one way and the Sadducees believed another way. All they were together but they weren't really together. Kind of like politics in, 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 in the USA. They're all sit together but they're in total disagreement but they're all together. They call them constituents, right? So we, we have in the churches today a bunch of constituents because they believe in Jesus and they want to go to heaven. They believe the same thing, but they're not in the Spirit. Because if they were in the Spirit, they'd be one mind, one accord, not just in one place. So you can't just be in one place. It doesn't matter if we all get in a stadium because we believe in Jesus. God's plan is to get us to be one Spirit together in one accord in what we believe. Because what we believe, there should be no divisions. There should be no, unless you have someone in the flesh, because the flesh cannot understand the things of the Spirit, because they are, they are foreign to Him. They are carnal to Him. It says that in the other, in Corinthians, they, it's, it's, they say actually foolishness. And the Greeks, is full, and then it says that the Jews look for a sign, all those things, because they're in the flesh. So, says, for whether we beside... It is God. Whether we be sober is for His cause. For the love of Christ constrains us because we thus judge that one died for all of us, we're all dead. For that we died for all, that we live, should not henceforth live unto themselves, but unto Him that died thenforth and rose again. Honestly, I just pulled the scripture. I didn't even know. I'm not trying to do a a uh, Resurrection Sunday message today. I didn't even know that was there. I probably would have kept it out. <laughs> that, well, the Spirit's doing it today. And we all, and rose again. Wherefore, henceforth, know we, no man after the flesh, though we have known Christ after the flesh, yet now henceforth, now we know Him no more. But he's not saying we don't know him no more in the flesh because his flesh is gone. So now his spirit. So God says we need to look after the spirit. So when we walk in the spirit, we are walking in him. He is that spirit. The Bible says that. So Corinthians 5.17 to go on. Therefore, everybody say therefore. therefore. Any man. Sorry, women, you're not allowed in this one. I just said there's no male nor female. Come on. I'm just playing. Therefore, any man <laughs> be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things become new. Become is a, is a what do they call that? An action verb? Or? Yes. Action, I got that right? All right. She's my teacher, my English teacher. <laughs> Um, <laughs> action verb means it's something that's happening. It's a process. Becoming something, it doesn't... Now, we will 
and a twinkling of an eye, but right now on earth, God wants us to be coming like Christ. And we can stop that by resisting, by not submitting to the head, which is Christ. So we can say, Christ, but if, you, if you're really in the spirit, you don't resist it because you're already spirit. It's like this. Christ is the brain of the head. You got an itch. The itch happens. And you're doing it. It says that you don't have to say, Le left finger, touch right side of the nose, there's an itch, and then itch it, take hand down. That's how robots act. But you are one. Your body's one with you. So, you're spirit. You, you know, I want to look over there. I heard something. You look. You don't have to think about it. When we really get deep in Christ and we really start walking in Him, we don't even think about what we do. We're just doing it in the Spirit. You talk to someone in the grocery store and you say whatever you say. You don't even know God's moving on that. You leave and He's getting glory and the person's life has changed. And then you go over here or you, you don't pray for anybody. One day God just says, go lay hands on somebody and, or speak to them in the Spirit. Or you go to someone and... All of a sudden, you always sit over here in, 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 you know, on Sunday or whenever you come together to fellowship. And all of a sudden, you sit next to somebody that you never sit next to because there's a reason. You're like, I don't know why I'm here, but I'm here. And everyone's like, why are you not in your seat today? And I was like, well, because <laughs> you, <laughs> you know, your seat, you know, all of a sudden that happens sometimes, you know. Or, you know, you never, you're, you just get led to lay out in the presence of God you never you're always the guy that always sits in the corner over here you know in the presence you know somebody always goes here and somebody everyone's got their spot too but now today you're like laying down and God just says lay down and in the spirit you don't know why you're laying down and then someone will come in that's religious hey you're not supposed to lay down and but you're laying down because maybe God wants you to lay down because maybe He's trying to tell you something. In the Spirit, and you're just doing that in, the, in your natural body's following the Spirit. Instead of God have to continuously force our flesh to follow the Spirit, we're, we're following the Spirit automatically and because our flesh is dead to being God of our life, being the, the, the one that makes us, um, you know, do what we do. Our flesh can make you read the Bible, but if God don't even want you to read the Bible, you're wasting your time. But if your spirit leads you to go look and fed or hear the Bible, there's going to be growth and fruit out of it. The other way is just going to be striving. And that's what we do when, we, when we're Christians and we live in the flesh. We strive over everything. And God doesn't want any striving. He wants us to enter into His rest, which is in chapter uh, 4 of Hebrews. So He says, God has reconciled Himself by Jesus Christ and given us to us the ministry of reconciliation. Old things are passed away, all things become new. And God has given us the ministry of reconciliation. To wit, God was in Christ. Now listen to this. God was, that God was in Christ, reconciled the world to Himself. But God is Christ. We sing God is in now. Now He's saying God is in us. Now be careful because... We need to know these things, but we need to be careful what we say because the wrong people say the wrong things and people get freaked out. Religious people don't like you being one with God. They didn't like Jesus being one with God. The Pharisees and the Sadducees, that's what got them killed. And it's going to get you killed when people realize you're one with God. People don't want anyone to be one with God because then 
that makes them have to change. And that means I got to do more. It's better to say one day God is just going to forgive everybody. And, 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 you know, when we die, we die. God's like, I know I want you to die now so others can live through your example of your dying in your flesh and your life. So, in Jesus Christ, and has given us the ministry of reconciliation to which God was in Christ, reconciled the world unto himself, not imputing their trespasses unto them, and committed unto us the word of reconciliation. Now then, we are ambassadors for Christ. Who is an ambassador? If I'm an ambassador from Brazil, I'm coming to USA, and I'm representing Brazil. And I have full authority. You know, an ambassador can't be arrested in this nation. If I'm an ambassador here, that means the sins of this nation can't get a hold of me if I'm heavenly, if I'm an ambassador from heaven. So Jesus was an ambassador. Now we're all called to be ambassadors. So if I'm an ambassador of, let's say, because we, we're, we're going to, doing all this stuff in Brazil, in Brazil, and I'm in the United States, I can't even be arrested here, even if I do a crime. Wow, that's not fair, but there's something about being an ambassador because now you're under the authority of another nation. And now we're under the authority of heaven, the kingdom of God. And that's what God wants us to understand. We have that type of authority and that kind of glory in us. So he says that we are our ambassadors for Christ. And we know the kingdom of God is Jesus. As though God did beseech you by us, we pray that you in Christ's stead be ye reconciled unto God. For he had made him to be sin for us who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. In him. See, out of, a, out of him we're not righteous. He said our righteousness is filthy righteous. But in him we have our righteousness. And, in, and it doesn't mean you live unrighteously. There's no way to live righteously without being in him because your flesh will overtake you. So the whole key to all Christianity and all being changed in image is walking in the Spirit. The Bible says in, in, in Romans 8 that there's no condemnation, that those that are in Christ. The reason so many people are in condemnation is they're in the flesh. Christ in the flesh have no, they have no fellowship. And that's why the law was of the flesh. God doesn't get pleased with our, our works of trying to please Him anymore. He gets full of our works and trying to die and stay in union with Him, knowing that we can do nothing without Him. That's what pleases Him. Not in what we do for Him, what we know that we can do nothing without Him that pleases Him. And a lot of people are trying to do things to please Christ because that's what they get. But the next day, and we know that's an orphan spirit. So a new creation does not submit to the old creation. A new creation does not look like the old creation. A new creation is not bound by the letter, but free in the Spirit. A new creation does not observe the creation. They worship the Creator. They don't look to days. They look to the one that made time. Big difference. They, don't, they look in eternity. See, creation wants to worship creation. That's what we got going on in the church. You turn on Christian TV, it's something new every single month. And it's like, my gosh, just God wants you to rest. He says to strive to enter into that rest. And here, here is all in all. Acts 17, 22-30. God has made the world and all things therein, seeing that He is the Lord of heaven, 
and earth dwelleth not in temples made by the hands of man. Neither is worshipped with men's hands. As though he needed anything. Seeing he giveth to all life and breathe breath in all things. And has made of one blood all nations of men for the, that dwell in all the face of the earth. And has determined the times before appointed and the bounds of their habitation. That they should seek the Lord if happily they might feel after him and find him though he be not far from every one of us. He's right there. As I'm looking for God, you know, I went to Japan, didn't find him. Went to, you know, I went to Haiti, I didn't find him there. I went, you know, I went here, and then I went scuba diving, and way down deep, and I didn't find him there. But he's everywhere. You don't have to go anywhere. He's right there. And he's right there. And people want to go to this place, or go to here, or... Go to this special meeting. I'm not saying God doesn't use people and teach people, but the, the, a lot of stuff has been made up by God is there. God saved me somewhere where you didn't think He would be in a crystal meth lab. So, you know, if God's hanging out in a crystal meth lab, I'm not saying He gets glory there, but He got glory from going there. God is wherever you open your heart because He's everywhere. You can't contain him as many would like to do and do do and contain him in days months in a calendar he's bigger than that for here we go made the blood of all point in the balance seek him happily they might find him and find him after he's not far but from every one of us for in him and this is paul preaching to all them they were they were like worshiping the temples of the unknown god they had statues everywhere and, 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 and people would go to a statue like God. And it's like, you don't have to go anywhere. He's right there. For in Him we live. In Him we move. And have our being as certain also of your own poets have said. So he's saying about your own poets. See, they get little bits and pieces. Your own poets have said. For we are also His offspring. Offspring. Co-heirs, joiners, part of, offspring. When we were born again, we were not born from here, we were born from above. So only those that are born again know they're born again. But people that are born again know the ones that aren't born again. But the ones that aren't born again think they're born again until they become born again. And then they're like, oh my God, I wasn't born again. Because I just told, was told what religion told me. But when I became born again, I realized I wasn't really born again. I was just religious and I believed what my parents told me I should believe thank God it was the right one you know it was a lot harder but even if I was a Hindu and I opened my heart and I said God I want the truth he would be right there so only those that are born again bear witness to others that are born again and they seek to be in Christ to move and have their being in Christ so that's what God's gets glory of us walking in the spirit so in Him we live and move and have our being and certain also of our own poets have said. And we are also His offspring. See, religious people, even a patient, they get so angry with this. They want you to beat yourself up and all this to say. But the thing is, He's like, 
God doesn't beat himself up. And if you're in the Spirit, you don't need to beat yourself up. You need to walk in the Spirit in total freedom. Man will always try to put you in bondage. But God will always be setting you free. That's what's always happening. Man tries to put you in bondage, and God's trying to set you free. And then for as much as we offer of God, that we ought not to think that we are the Godhead is like unto gold or silver or stone, or graven by art or man's devices. And the times of ignorance, God winked, but now He commanded all men everywhere to repent. A new creation is not under the, the law, but in Him who fulfilled it all. The new creation does not observe the Sabbath. We live in Him who is our rest, our Sabbath. See, the problem is that false, in the false they believe that traditionally that we celebrate an event. But we do not enter into that which we are partakers of the same thing. You can't partake of an event. If I go to an event, I'm not one with it. So that means if I go to church and I go home, then I'm not partakers. He's saying I'm not God. I'm 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 not made by I'm I'm in human beings. Now we're we're supposed to. Paul said, "Do not forsake the the assembling together." But it isn't the building that we get together. It's the fellowship of the believers. And when God's doing something on the earth, there was a church in every city, but not 15 denominations in every city. In the end, there's only going to be one church. And they're going to get together to protect themselves. Just like in the book of Acts that God's wanting to do here. It's like the blueprint of what He's doing in the apostolic church. It is coming together under the, under the, under the leadership of the elders of the apostolic and, but then everybody growing up into Christ were then in multiplying the body of Christ. So in religion and tradition makes people religious because your flesh says, okay, I got to just do my thing, my daily thing, but God wants you every minute of every day. He wants it all. Just like He doesn't just want a little bit of your time. He wants all of your time. He doesn't just want a little bit of this and a little bit of your day and a little bit. That's what religion does. Oh, I'm, good. I'm in my devotion time. You better be in devotion all the time. See the difference? Religion gives God His and then gives you all. God wants all of you so He can be, you can be living in Him. You can't give Him something that you're one with. You can't give something. That's why it's like, you, you can't give Him. If you're already one with Him, there's nothing to give. He's got it all, in a sense. You see what I'm saying? So it's like the old and the new are so different. So the self-sense so if we're partakers, then we're heirs. See, the problem that believers in traditional, they celebrate an event, but that God wasn't an event. In Him we live. In Him we breathe. And in Him we have our being. So we don't even look. Once we're born again, you don't have to look and, and, and if you're celebrating something he did once a year that he did once, you're still religious. Every day should be the day of power. Every day is the day of walking in the Spirit. Every day somebody's being born again. Somebody's being healed. Somebody's, God is doing something somewhere. 
He's not doing that anymore, what he did in the Old Testament, because now he's spirit, and he put his self in us. Before, he was in a temple made by his people. Solomon, whatever did, uh, day, uh, the tabernacle of David, and the glory would be there. Now, he said, my creation that I made with my own hands, and now that Jesus came and took the power of hell, death, and the grave back away, and the power of Satan... Uh, Satan's still got power for those that aren't born again. But see, if you've been born again, now I'm putting my spirit in them. Now they're my temple. So what's, he says, what's greater? What's sanct the temple or what's sanct? So man's got to stop worshiping man and worship the Lord in spirit and in truth. Yeah. And that's what he's calling for, us to worship him in spirit and in truth. The self-same thing, partakers, heirs, then co-heirs, then in union and in communion of His glory. Now the time of salvation, where true worshipers will worship Him in spirit and in truth. Not in tradition, not in ceremonies, not in feast. We're supposed to eat Him every day, feast on Him. If you, want to eat, if you want to feast on Him, eat the Word all day long. He's not going to get mad. He is the feast. He said, and everybody stand up and let's start giving that. We're going to take this together because people might not be able to take communion and don't realize it, but we're going to take. No, we're, we're doing, just keep recording. We're, 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 we're worshiping Him in the Spirit and the truth. So He said, as often as you do this. And then He said to them, when He was walking, the crowd was following Him, and He was preaching all these things. Blessed are them that, blessed are them that get, get, give and don't receive. Blessed, um, blessed is this, and blessed are that, and given all this knowledge, and all the things that we're supposed to do. And then He says to them, Any man come after Me, and does not pick up his cross, and deny himself, he's not worthy of me. See, the thing about being worthy of him is being in him. And it doesn't take the works of the flesh, it takes the surrendering. The identity that he's given us, we need to look at the true identity that's in our, inside of us. Not the identity what man wants to say, but the identity of Christ. So what he's saying is, as you put on Christ, as you're co-heir, as you're an ambassador with me, as you walk in me and I in you, See, it's Christ in us, the hope of glory. But then the Bible also says that it's us in Christ. In Him we breathe. In Him we move. So if we get out of Him, you should know because you should feel the darkness. You should feel the depression. You should feel the anxiety. You should feel that the absence of the Spirit. And that should, should make you get into the Spirit. And it's not a striving. It's a believing. It's a repenting. It's a knowing in your heart. And I want everybody to just line up here. And I'm going to put, put that on. I'm going to put something on. Thank you. And I don't want us, we're not going to rush and take it like religiously and say what they said in the Bible. I want us to focus on who we are in Him what we have in Him, and what we can maintain in Him because of His blood. It's because of His blood we are able to be partakers of His glory. And, if, and there's no rush doing this. 
And if there's any sin in your heart, if there's anything, God, the blood will set you free. The blood of Jesus sets us free. That's, that's what sets us free. Thank you. Father, help us to focus on your spirit, your voice. Your sheep know your voice, and the voice of a stranger they will not follow. Father, we ask you to drown out every bit of man's voice. Father, bring your remnant from the north, south, east, and west, O oh God. Jesus, forgive us of all of our sins. Deliver us from the old man and the power of our flesh that works in us to hold us back from walking in freedom. Jesus. Father, I thank you when we take this bread, your body, your flesh, and we drink your blood, that we'll be healed and we'll be delivered. And anybody watching this, you can take grape juice or whatever, even if you only have water and bread. Take it in faith. It has nothing to do with the, the juice or the it has to do with the, the communion of what we believe. We enter in by faith in what He did for us that we could never do on our own strength. He that knew no sin became sin for us that we may be partakers of His divine nature. That we have this treasure in earthly vessels. So we, Father, help us to meditate on that. You are my salvation. We work it out with fear and trembling, O oh God. Father, let us be clothed in you. We pick up the cross and deny ourselves today, Father God. No matter what our flesh wants to do, God, we're going to labor in love, be rooted and grounded in you, built upon the rock of Jesus Christ, the cornerstone of the church, found on the apostles and the prophets, God. Hidden in you. Psalms 91, God. This is what the communion is. We're hidden in the cleft of the rock. No matter what storms come in life, no matter what laws they pass against us, Father God, 
We will not take the mark of the beast because our trust is in you, not in horses, not in chariots, not in man, not in the governments of this world, but in you. It might not look safe, but the safe places in eternity and glory with you. Not in hell because we, we wanted to save our flesh. God, you said if we desire to save our life, we'll lose it. But if we lose our life, we save it. So if we're crucified with you, God, crucify every sin in our life, God. Anything that easily besets us, God, that gets us to be in com condemnation with one another ourselves, God. That we will walk in holiness and make no provisions for the flesh. We humble ourselves under the mighty hand of God. That you say, God, that you resist the proud and give grace to the humble. Father, we ask you to to pour out your grace upon us right now, in this minute, in this hour, in this time, God. Because of what you did, God, we look to eternal glory, God. We look to what you put inside of us, not, which, not of, of what was made, but the Creator that made all things. And you said that you are the author and finisher of my faith. The faith that you gave us, God. Father, you, you direct our steps, where we live, where we got to go deeper, God, just like in the book of James, God. God wants us to say, we just don't live even where, where we can make more money. It's we live where he wants us to be. This is a, this is a high place in God. But we don't get led by the flesh or by the world, but by the Spirit of God. And in that is all sufficiency. In Him, we breathe and have our being. It says in Christ, we have all things. Thank you, God, for your flesh. See yourself on the cross today with Him. Father, teach us how to pick up our cross every day. Spirit of wisdom and revelation, come, and the knowledge of you come. Let us know the deep mysteries. God, when we read the Word of God, we're not confused or confounded, but we're being fed. God, we're not going to fear the one that can destroy the flesh, but the, only the one that can put the, the soul in its place forever. And that is you. There's only one true and living God, and we, we worship you. We will not allow the rocks and the plants and the water to worship you, God. We will worship you because you deserve our worship. We thank you, God, with all supplication, God, praying always with the fear of the Lord. So when we're taking this, all we're saying is, God, we receive what you did for us. 
we believe that we're one with you now. And we believe that in you is no sin. In you is no sickness. In you is no disease. In you is eternal life. That's all this is. This isn't some big thing. We take it worthily because we believe you did it for us. And we say, God, we cannot walk in this without you. And I believe right now that the same power that raised Christ from the dead is changing me on the inside, whether I feel it or see it. And He's renewing my mind by the Word of God that the things that I've known, I'm going to know even more things because He knows all things. But if I think I know more than I ought to know, then I'll know nothing. Thank you, Father. And after I take this, I'm going to pray for you if you want prayer. Everyone can move up like two steps. And this next song, after we take this, I want us to meditate on our identity is not in the old man. It's not in who we were. Anyone in Christ is a new creation. Old things pass away and all things become new. And we might get new friends. New family, new revelation, new truth, a new mind. We have, it says that now we have the mind of Christ. Father, I ask you to keep us away from religion, tradition, and every stumbling block will, would, would separate me from the freedom of Christ that you died for me to have. It's only when I get bound up, I don't want to be with God. I don't want to be around Him because I think it's, there's something better to do or, 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 or go to or, or, or have going on. But when you're free, because when you're in the Spirit, you're free. Because where the Spirit of the Lord is, and He's inside of us, so let Him get on the outside of you, and all around you, and all in you, and every fiber of your being, then you're free. Because to be absent to this flesh, to be absent to this body is to be present with the Lord. And in the presence of God, there is no sickness, there is no disease, there's only glory. So Father, we thank you right now as we take your body that you gave for us. You gave yourself so you can have all of us. Father, forgive, forgive me for holding back the reward of your suffering, myself. Father, let us walk in the Spirit, God. What we desire to do, God, let our flesh be crucified every day. Let the flesh be crucified once and for all. That we walk in the glory. That all the elders and all the old people wish they could walk in right now. We can do it right now. The least in the kingdom of God is greater than any prophet before the cross. <laughs> so, Father, we thank you, Lord, that we, we manifest your kingdom, God. So, Father, this is my declaration that I leave this world. This bread is my declaration 
that I believe you died on the cross for me and rose from the dead and I'm going to rise from the dead and I'm going to be with you forevermore. And whatever you did on that cross, I obtain it by faith right now in Jesus Christ. That's what this means. And I thank you that I eat your flesh and drink your blood, Father God. And I have that's the only way to have life in me. We're nothing without you, God. And because of you, we are partakers of, of all that you have. Mm -hmm. Father, thank you for your blood that washes us clean. Took one drop of blood, Father God. Oh, cleanse me, oh God. Thank you, Lord, for the cross. Everybody stay up here if you want prayer. Waiting on the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. Touch us today. Shema kate de de. Shema.